It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the final word. Commonwealth Games daily it is is it day seven is it the seventh day of competition i don't know something like that <laughs> i think it is there and thereabouts because it was maybe last friday and now it's a saturday and we missed a couple of days anyway mm. it's whatever day seventh it is day of cricket it's semi-final day yeah, yeah. more importantly semi-final yeah. day which means one day more jeff lemon and natalie germanos with you uh show sponsored by advanced hair now what do we have to do? I have to do the 30 seconds, don't I? You have to do it. Okay. Yep. Two games, two semi-finals. This isn't the 30 seconds, I'm just setting the scene. <laughs> uh, England playing India in the morning, Australia playing New Zealand in the evening. Okay. I can't remember who won the toss in the first game, but one of them did. India batted first. Smriti Mandana went absolutely bananas. 61 at a strike rate of 200. India going at 10 and over. Then wickets fall. England claw them back. They get to 164, India. England start at 10 runs and over. And then wickets fall, and India start to claw them back. And wickets fall in really funny and bizarre ways. They get really close at the end, and they end up losing by four runs. And then uh, New Zealand get sent into bat against Australia. They make 144, which isn't enough. And the Australians, even though it takes until the 20th over, and they lose a few wickets, run it down pretty comfortably nonetheless even though it looked closer than it was I reckon that's about 30 seconds yeah. maybe it's 35 yeah, I think that felt like a 35 was it was it 164 that India made or was it 154 164 was it 164 yeah. okay. I'm positive All right. I'm 100% okay. sure okay there were two sixes on the scorecard one of them was Mandana 61 is that how you remember things yeah Yeah. you can go with the sixes mm. the numbers double numbers double numbers you know patterns 
trends. Human brain is a pattern recognition machine. <laughs> that's what it's all about. It's all about even that's why we see patterns in things that aren't actually there where they're like we're like now oh, you sound like beautiful mind. This is know, starting to I had a peanut butter sandwich the day before I made a hundred, so now I have to peanut have a peanut butter sandwich that every time I go out to bat. That kind of thing. India, England, absolute belter. Like wow. what a game. What a game. I absolutely loved that game for, for lots of reasons because mm-hmm. it, it kind of had everything as you, you spoke about Smriti Mandana and, and that incredible innings and actually the coach of England Lisa Kitely afterwards said she played an absolute blind and maybe one of the best innings mm-hmm. she's actually seen her play in particular in a crunch game she has been striking it well right through the tournament she has been informed so it's mm-hmm. not like it was a surprise but it was just the calmness that she, she went about it she, and, and her partner at the other end Trevali Verma wasn't really doing a lot initially Yeah, uh, it wasn't really about her wasn't required. No, she, that's actually it, really. Yeah. She wasn't required. But I, I don't think they bowled particularly well to her. Um, credit absolutely will go to Smriti Mandana and, and how she played, but I don't think mm. they bowled particularly well mm. to her. I think they didn't test out the, the pitch for me enough. I was surprised when we didn't see the pace of Izzy Wong straight away to Shefali Verma, for example, because she doesn't like it short and she doesn't like it at her body. Mm. So I was expecting them to go, just go straight with that plan. They didn't do it. And I think it allowed them to settle in a little bit yeah, too Yeah, they bowled Alice Capsey in the second over. Yeah, so I was a bit surprised with some of the tactics from England. I thought they might go with the short stuff. And they barely actually even tried the shorter ball, mm-hmm. which I was surprised. Because we've actually seen through the tournament those balls can be quite effective. So yep. I was a little bit surprised. But Mandana, <laughs> wow, it we're, was great to watch. We're used to her doing gorgeous stuff off the top of an yeah. innings, right? Like that's, that's familiar. We know that happens. And I've seen her play like this before, maybe in the Big Bash and in some domestic stuff. I don't know if I've seen her play in such a dominating way in T20 cricket before, because it was still elegant. They were still proper shots, but there was so much power to it. I mean, she gets... So Catherine Brunt comes on, who's been taking a wicket in her first over basically throughout the tournament, um, and she goes for a couple of boundaries down the ground. Izzy Wong comes on, bounces Mandana, who just plays an immaculate hook shot for six, flat flat hook shot for six. Then she pumps Nat Sever over mid-wicket for six. She comes down the, the pitch to Sarah Glenn, hits the leg spinner down the ground for six. And the boundaries she's hitting, she's just like, I'm going to immaculately lace that through cover into the gap. Or oh, that one's between extra cover and mid-off. Or oh, that one's through point. Like, it was ridiculous how, how effective it was while still being completely controlled, cultured batting. Yeah, I think there was a, there was a period within Madonna's career I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna stick my neck out and say it was 2018 I think it was where she really she just dominated and she may yep. have been ICC um, player of the year ODI player of the year possibly mm-hmm. as well um, and she scored she scored hundreds of fun she, she just went through a stage mm-hmm. and it, and she still translated that form from the ODIs into the T20s as well but I think it's been a little while since we've seen her like this yep. um, and I think she's definitely worked a little bit on the power game as well yep. so she's kind of added that extra little bow to yep. her arrow or whatever you want to call it if that even made sense I don't know an extra bow to your arrow uh, that's not what I mean just, you know what I mean you've got a real supply problem if you've got one arrow and multiple <laughs> bows you're like I could shoot this at you in a whole lot of different ways but uh, yeah, Ooh, yeah know, okay. what, what is it supposed to be arrow to your quiver maybe what is it, what is I, don't it? I, I don't know string it's, to your bow something like there that yeah there's, there's, there's why do you need more than one string to your bow just I, use I, the string I, I don't know the competition's made me a little bit crazy yeah. I think but I and only because it, the, it was actually so good today mm. it was really good we had two brilliant games but she's just kind of added yep. this thing to her game which when we see her in a T20 yep. now 
we talk so much about the power of Verma, but you've got Mandana, the left-hander mm. with her on the other side, just as good, and, yep. and maybe maybe a more complete player than yep. Shafali Verma. So India can't ask for much more from, from the power play. So she already had the two fastest 50s by an Indian player in women's T20s, Mandana. Then she broke her own record. So now she's got the three fastest, gold, silver, bronze, on the, <laughs> on the fast 50 podium. What I liked about this game was that it, it went one way and then the other so many times. So they hit after seven overs, India have got 73. They're going at 10 and over and they haven't lost a wicket, right? And then Shafali Verma gets out because, you know, she kind of does sometimes, slogs one up in the air. And then the next over, Mandana tries to scoop one over fine leg. She's just done that for four, tries again. It's a slower ball, doesn't have the pace on it. She gets caught. Then the scoring really slows down for three or four overs. Yeah. And, and you go, okay, well, so f from looking like they're going to make 180, they now look like they're going to make 130. And then Jamima Rodriguez starts to hit her straps. Harmanpreet hits a six. You're like, oh, they're up again, they're flying. Harmanpreet's out next ball. You're like, all right, they're not. They're going back down again. Um, you know, Rodriguez gets going at that point. Uh, and it, like, it came and went so many times. And even when India got to 164, they got there. With, so Pooja Vastraka came out and faced, didn't even face a ball. Like came out and was out there for about two deliveries at the non-strikers end, did some running and got run out trying to get mm. Rodriguez back on strike. So their best smasher of a ball, their, their biggest sort of baseball hitting power player kind of type, didn't even get to, to, to clean one out over the ropes. So it, it, it's felt at the halfway mark like India have left something out there. They probably yeah. should be 20, 25 runs more than, than they end up given the start they had, you know, and then... Then they start with five no balls, you know, the, the full toss. It's and this is Runika Singh Tucker who's been bowling gorgeously throughout the whole tournament. Just bowls a full toss, driven down the ground for four, no ball. Then she goes for four next ball, so she's conceded nine from the first ball of the match, um, technically. Yeah. And and then England are going at ten and over. They've got forty-two off the first four, and then they collapse. And then Siver and Jones build back, and you're like, they're definitely going to win it now. They need a thirty-three from the last four overs with those two at the crease. You're like, it's a doddle. They should walk that. They should walk in the park for that. Yeah. And then it tightens up again. Like it just, I reckon about six times throughout the match, it went, this team is definitely going to win. No, they're not. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was the beauty of the game is that, mm. that sort of ebb and flow. I think going into the final, India may have to just look a little bit at their tactics with a bat in the mm. sense, Jamima Rodriguez was excellent. And if it wasn't for her innings, they definitely wouldn't have had enough. But there was no firepower from the other end which right. they required. I think maybe... And this is not to say that Deputy Sharma can't do the job. I probably would have bought in Pujavastra go ahead of her. I was a bit surprised that mm -hmm. they didn't do that and give her a few overs because if it doesn't work, you've got Deputy then coming in after that. Yeah, And exactly. it kind of will work because if you look at the scorecard, you take Jamima Rodriguez's innings out of it, then you've only got Mandana's innings. Mm. Nobody else really contributes and yes. that's nowhere near enough. So I think they just got to have a little look at that ahead yep. of the final. Um, from England's point of view, they're going to, you know, and they've, they've got a lot of youngsters in the side. This is not the finished outfit for me in this England side, but I think they've got the potential to be mm. a very, very good side and actually dominate T20 international cricket. But they're not the finished outfit mm. just yet. And when they look back on this, they're going to look at the runouts and go, hmm, too many runouts. Alice yep. Capsi. It's hard to criticise a 17-year-old who's only turning 18 on the 11th of August. And not for their parents. It's easy. <laughs> but what she's done already in her short career is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. But it's hard to criticise her, but she did make an error today yeah. in that run-out where there was a moment early on in the match where 
the ball had gone to final, I think it had gone to final third, and yeah. she had run the single, and she was never looking for the second. Uh-huh. There was a misfield. Her partner wanted the second yep. run, and she had missed the opportunity. From then on, she was always looking for the second, and she okay. always wanted to turn everything into two. So she wanted to fix that mistake. Right. But with the run out, she just turned and she just ran. Well, she and and she, she, she thought the ball was still with the field. Yeah. She didn't realise that it was already in I the mean, keeper's the, hands. So this is like Danny White gets a top edge over to backward point. It plops down there and it's being thrown back to the keeper as Capsie's starting to run. And she's just kind of halfway down and then goes, oh, what? You know, you're not coming. <laughs> Turns around, goes back and dives in and she's got her bat upside down. And so the, the curve at the back of the bat lifts it up. So she's over the line but not touching the ground. Um, so, and then she gets given out on the video replay and she's astonished she's like i was definitely back in you know she's getting mad danny wyatt's arguing with the umpires and you're like it's clear as day on the screen when you can when you're not looking at it from the middle of the pitch that um even the indian fielders actually had gone back to their mark yeah they didn't realize she was out they actually thought that she was in because they saw the bat over the line but not in the air they didn't realize yeah exactly um and these i mean these should probably be hall of fames really these dismissals (laughs) but but the capsy one and then danny wyatt jumps across outside her off stump tries to play a scoop misses it completely it hits the pad and ricochets into the stumps well, that's not a good way to go nah, i mean nah. you don't want to get out in any way but that one was kind of that was on comedy street yeah it was it was clever bowling because she had just played that lap um over her shoulder and it worked really well now england batters are really good at that so they had that fine leg up and danny wyatt was like well i'm gonna hit it there then if, if, if you're not gonna have a fielder there i'm gonna hit it there she was very very clever with it but Bowling next ball was actually really smart because she just made it just mm. that little bit wider. And Danny Wyatt had shaped to play the shots and she probably should have bailed out of the shot mm-hmm. and realized, okay, this is too wide for the shot, but she just kept going. And afterwards you could, I, I, I'm guessing, obviously, I don't know what she was thinking, but that thought process seemed to be going through her head thinking, yep. oh, maybe I should have just bailed out of that yep. and, and yeah, not just... gone through with the shot. Nothing wrong with changing your mind. Imagine jumping two feet outside your off stump and then just playing a forward defence. <laughs> that's what she would have had to do. <laughs> well, <laughs> she could have just opened the face and yep. played it to third, which she does well anyway. And sure. she actually did very well today. It was great yeah. to see. Yeah, and, and she so she was threading them through point yeah. and so on, those drives she was playing. Um, and, and, and we talked about the, you know, I mean, India's best bowler of the comp so far, just losing it completely, couldn't land it on the pitch, um, getting drilled away. It was, it was bewildering, I suppose. But so, yeah, they're 42 or four overs. Dunkley's whacked 19 quickly and got out LBW to a spinner. Again. Unsurprisingly. Perhaps <laughs> it's a bit of a trend uh, by now. Wyatt's kept going and then Capsie's out. Wyatt's out and it's like, oh, okay, shit, they've got to rebuild. So Sivers batting with Amy Jones and they bat for quite a long time, like 10 overs, thereabouts. But mm-hmm. um, And they have like a couple of good overs, but India keeps slowing them down at, at key points. You know, yeah. Shafali Verma comes on and bowls a quiet over. The spin's working. Deepti Sharma's bowling really well. Um, Snairana sort of comes into it later on, but you know she's she's vital at the end. And then they've got this one over. What is it? The sixteenth. That's Shafali yeah, Verma bowled. Yeah there's, yeah, there's five overs to go, and Shafali Verma gets brought back for a second over. And and I, I remember thinking at the time, this is you're pushing your luck, Harman Preet. Yeah. And she was, and and she bowls a bad one. Amy Jones is pulling out the reverse pull shots and all the rest of it. Um, slow spin, sitting up, punts it away. They get fifteen off the over, and it's like, all right, thirty three off twenty four balls. That's a stroll. Yeah. And then that's when it's deep tea again. That's when it's Snairana again, you know, conceding three off and over, I think five off the next over. And it, oh, you know, the, the, the required rate keeps going up and it, and it starts to get 
like it starts to look pretty tricky at this point. So they end up what needing thirty off the last three or, or whatever yeah, it was at that something point. Something like that, yeah. And. And that's when it starts to get tense and then Amy Jones tries to run through for a single that's not quite there, gets run out. You know, Siver in the second last over pumps a big six over mid-wicket. You're like, all right, they're back in it. Mm. Then she tries to take a two and gets run out. So the run out after run out after run out and that leaves them needing, what, 15 off seven balls or whatever it was. I thought they didn't send out Sophie Eccleston early enough because if you've got one player who can hit a six pretty early in their innings in your lineup, it's her. They sent out Maya Bouchier and then Catherine Brunt ahead of her. You know, both good players yep. with the bat but at that point you just needed someone to hit a six like that would have changed the whole equation because the the, the runs required was so much higher than the balls remaining yeah and, and and the irony is is that Sophie Eccleston hit a six with the last ball as yeah. well so off the know, second ball she faced yeah so and she does have that ability she's yeah. worked actually on that she never used to necessarily and she's yeah. actually worked really hard at it and we've seen over the last couple of years how she can do that mm-hmm. I think India were really clever you mentioned they slowed it down in terms of the runs they also slowed it down in terms of the time yeah. in between deliveries they actually slowed it down so much they were behind on the overrate. Oh, God. And yeah. I mean, yeah, like that should be Hall of Fame as well. I think that was very clever because it's frustrating as a batting side to have right. to sit and wait and wait and wait. And you think, all right, when are you going to get on with it? And mm. that's just the thing also about the women's game is, you know, for a lot of these players having played it for so long, they're so used to it moving so quickly and bowlers yep. getting back to their marks so quickly and there not being that much time in between. So I think I thought it was very smart mm. by India, as much as they ended up actually being penalised having to have a fielder inside because yep. they were too slow, yep. which we've seen now a couple of times in the tournament. I thought it was really clever. Mm. Very clever tactics. Well, it worked either way. And like you say, Eccleston six off the last ball means that the margin's four runs. It wasn't quite that close. No. You know, they needed 10 off the last two and, yeah. and were, were unlikely to get them. Um, but, or 11 off the last two, whatever it was. Mm. It was a close one. It was a good one. It swung back and forth. India-Australia in the gold medal match. Like That should be tasty if India can bring that sort of A game. That's what we're waiting for. But then Australia playing New Zealand. I mean, given New Zealand were so poor against England, like they were abject. It was horrific. It was not sugar-coated. It was <laughs> no. one, of, one of the worst New Zealand performances I've ever seen to, to make 71 in a 20-over match. And like, you're a proper team of proper players. It's not like you've you know, it's not like Mali clubbing together to play the first cricket match yeah. in the history of the country. So given how just drudgerous and, and awful that was, no wonder Australia sent him in. They're like, all right, go and have a bat then, see how you can do. And they actually did pretty well. I mean, Susie Bates gets bowled first ball. Yeah. Um, Megan Shute just goes straight through. And like Susie Bates must have faced thousands of deliveries from Megan Shute in the yeah. nets at the Adelaide Strikers and all the rest of it. Yeah. And she was like, oh, an in-swinger. Whoops, wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Hit my stumps. Oh. So she's out. And that always means for New Zealand, if Sophie Devine doesn't make a big score, they're screwed. And Devine makes 53, goes along pretty slowly at first, starts quickening it, quickening it up later, goes 4-6 off Jonathan, tries to repeat the dose, gets caught off the top edge, but had a big partnership with Amelia Kerr and, and gave them enough to set up a, a, a total anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to, to, to recover, if you, when you take it, that into context, when you take the 71 for nine into mm. it, you think, all right, actually, this is quite a recovery. It, 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 it still wasn't enough yep. in a semi-final against Australia. And it, it, I mean, the scorecard obviously shows that. But when you see how they've put their innings together, there's a lot of runs that they left out mm. there that they should have been able to find more runs. Um, I was really impressed with Georgia Plummer. 
where's she been? Yeah. Why hasn't she been playing in the tournament? I, I'm really surprised. I mean, she's, she's 18 years old. You look at her domestic record, it's not overly impressive. She strikes at just over 100. Mm -hmm. She's not somebody who has just banged the door down to get into the side. Mm. But it's the way she approaches the yeah. innings. At number three, you want someone who's going to go over the top and be fearless like that and come down the track to Darcy Brown who bowls at a decent pace. Yeah. More to the point, she looked like a cricketer. Like She played yeah. lofted off drives, she played late cuts, yeah. she played proper shots. Power play use. And they haven't been able to really use that power play mm. because Amelia Kerr hasn't quite been in the form that they've wanted. Right. And even Susie Bates, who made that fantastic 91 against South Africa, wasn't making the runs in the power play. She made the runs towards the back. Yeah, yeah. So for me... Really impressed with Plummer. Good yep. fielder too. I think she was supposedly she was the only player in the 50 over World Cup in any of the squads who didn't play a game. Yeah, she <laughs> didn't sat play. Sat her on yeah. the bench for the entire time. Yeah. So could have done worse. Well, um, actually, she wouldn't have been the only one. Um, I can tell you, non Kalilekum Lava didn't play it. Okay. Yeah, for South Africa. All right. Yeah. Well, I and may Sonala have. Jaft as well. So sorry. I stole that stuff from someone else. Um, so you know, I take no responsibility for it whatsoever. I'm like, I'm like Alex Jones at his trial. I believe that to be true, and the judge says it doesn't matter what you believe to be true. It's not true. This is the point of testifying under oath. Is that the thing that is not true is not true. Um, sorry, no, Jeff. Yeah, nonetheless, it's, it's an interesting day when we can get info wars into the, the final word. So right, um, Australia. Yeah, did it. They made it look harder than it was towards the end. New Zealand sort yeah. of managed to t tighten things up. There were dot balls, but really because Australia knew that they had enough overs to play with that they were able to be a little bit more cautious. Um, it was it was Healy getting out early again, caught down the leg side. Lanning gets dropped in the gully first ball. I mean, she was caught in the gully a couple of games ago as well. So that one's interesting. Then she pumps a six and then she gets out just after that. So strange sort of innings, made seven, six of them in one hit. And then it was Mooney and McGrath again. I mean, this is becoming a real repeat act for Australia. And they didn't go on and, and bat through the entire innings, but they did enough of it that they basically got the job sufficiently done that the rest could knock it off. I reckon Beth Mooney may be one of the most underrated yep. batters in the world, whether mm. you can even just classify that as opening batters. In Cricketers. The world. She is just phenomenal. Yeah. The way she goes about her innings, I love mm. watching her because it's simple. She doesn't try anything too fancy. Yep. And she's really good at manipulating bowlers. Mm. You, as a bowler, I'm sure they must feel where do I bowl to her? Because mm. wherever I do, she somehow finds a way to score. Yep. And we always talk about Healy, Lanning, and obviously when Perry was at her full fitness, we speak, speak of those three players, how devastating they are, how yep. good they are in the side. But I feel like she doesn't get enough credit. Mm -hmm. I think Beth Mooney is absolutely phenomenal. And obviously having a left-hander at the top does help a lot. Um, but she was so calm today. And, and even though she'll probably be frustrated that she didn't see it to the end, mm. I thought she was absolutely brilliant. And again... That middle period from New Zealand when they were batting, they didn't get enough. And when mm -hmm. they were bowling, they gave away too much. For mm -hmm. me, the tactics I found a little bit puzzling. They needed wickets. They gave mm. too many gaps on the leg side. Yep. All Australia had to do was keep it along the grass and score singles. They, they, were, they only needed seven and over. They didn't have to go for boundaries. Mm. You've got to cut those singles off. So I just feel like that middle period is, is something New Zealand needs to work on. And obviously, take your chances. Take help. your chances. Take your chances. Yeah, they dropped a lot. They dropped McGrath um, at mid-off. Hannah Rowe put her down. Pretty straightforward chance. And, yeah. and that ended up being the key one, I think. And she was belting the ball so powerfully. I think it's time for the Hall Ooh, of Fame. Okay, here we go. The final word Hall of Fame is the moment of the day when we pick what we thought was the most final word thing we saw. What, what, what matched the vibe? Uh, it's brought to you by Advanced Hair Studio. 
facebook.com slash final word that's the website you go to for 15% off if you want to get your, uh, your your renovations done up top um, they've got a whole range of ways they can do it a whole lot of magic they can do I think there's a 100% satisfaction guarantee as well just saying just saying just floating that out there now uh, let's say I spoke about Talia McGrath belting the crap out of the ball I'm going to Hall of Fame nomination for it's it's Susie Bates as a kind of it's like a Martin Scorsese getting the Oscar as a kind of lifetime award you know it's a body mm-hmm. of work award so she was out there and she sort of she bumped into Megan Shute at the start when they were Megan Shute was just about to start bowling and then did this like pretend oh aggro thing because they've been teammates at the Adelaide Strikers for so long and then they were both just cacking themselves laughing and I was like that's funny then Talia McGrath belts a ball at Susie Bates at cover who grabs it and it knocks her over backwards and she's just lying on her back giggling I'm like you're having the time of your life out there I love that I respect that um, and then she took an amazing catch as well running in off the boundary diving forward late in the piece just to give them a sniff you know they didn't end up getting the win but she it was a catch off Haynes wasn't it Rachel Haynes who'd made 19 and uh, and was helping tick the score over and then she was out and there was just a window where it was like all right if you could get Grace Harris you could you could maybe turn this around they didn't but she gave them that opening well Susie Bates how good is she under those high catches Mm. she is absolutely phenomenal and when it goes up and it's her underneath it you're pretty much all right well this is this is out it's fine Mm. she took a record number of catches last season as well so for her to be at this age moving as well as she does she makes it look easy and and she got to that catch beautifully but I love her approach to the game as you said just looks like she's having the time of her life any uh, Hall of Fames for you? Uh, Catherine Brunt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Catherine Brunt and her frustration, who, uh-huh. by the way, this is, uh, as much as I, I do find it funny, this is not uh, uh, maybe a role model in the way to behave, because she has been cited for, yes. for it. Yes, ICC just, just, just have pinged her for a, yeah. a, a point, a disciplinary yes. point. Yes, for offensive language. Yep. But the part that really made me laugh was when she ran in and the batter stopped because there was movement in the field, which was on the boundary and, and, and really wasn't affecting play and Catherine Brunt stopped and put her arms out and was like when I, I'm ready you need to be ready why aren't you ready and then she had to obviously go back to the top of the mark she wasn't happy and we saw that at the World Cup actually where she had to start her run up again yeah she wasn't happy <laughs> she wasn't happy my, my last nomination is so you mentioned being behind the over eight and having to bring up a fielder you're only allowed three outside the circle if you're behind the over eight so that happened to India and they managed to defend the runs that they needed to defend. New Zealand, second last over, they pop up on the scoreboard, New Zealand's behind the over eight, right? And so they, they're going to, when they get into the last over, have to lose a fielder. But at this point, Australia need about three to win. So Sophie Devine goes, oh, well, and just brings them all up anyway. It's like, well, if we're going to have to bring them up, we'll bring them up. <laughs> so before she had to, she had two out, I think, and everybody else up inside the ring and three dot balls and then a couple of dot balls to start the next over, and you're like, well, hang on. <laughs> Australia only need one to tie the game, but they're not getting them because there was somebody everywhere. She choked the field. And so I thought, in some ways, it's a, you can use it to your tactical advantage if you're forced to... It may not always be a disadvantage. No, it may not always be a disadvantage, and, and actually it's a lesson maybe going forward, mm. is captains at the end, sometimes it's okay to, to bring the fielders in. Mm. Uh, you, if you bring them close enough... You're forcing batters to go over the top, and yep. sometimes it doesn't work. So, who knows? Sometimes it may work. Well, it's been the final word daily from the Commonwealth Games, the second last Commonwealth Games daily. We'll be back with the medal matches. England playing New Zealand for bronze. Australia and India playing off for gold and silver. Tomorrow, uh, patreon.com slash the final word is where you can support the show, and you can find me in that. 
back with you for the last episode very soon. I had to go about-